Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Dr. Gary Lawrence is a freedom coach and a certified life coach with a lifetime of professional counseling and coaching experience of helping people who are having problems in life, people who are seeking mental and emotional freedom from those problems. Dr. G, as he's called, is also the author of a great book titled Rejection Junkies. This is a best-selling guide to recognize the damaging effects of rejection that starts in our younger ages but continues to hold us hostage as well into our adult years. As a true freedom coach, Dr. G offers powerful and practical steps that we can take to unplug from these emotional energy thieves forever. Amen. Gary and his wife of over 55 years, Sylvia, has spent their entire lives successfully helping others to identify, isolate, and eliminate the root causes of their problems. They are the founders of New Life Dynamics Christian Counseling Center, and have been helping folks just like us for over 6,000 clients for the past 23 years. Praise God. Help me welcome to the program, Dr. Gary Lawrence, or Dr. G. Amen. Dr. G, it is a blessing to have you on the program today, brother. Hey, Brother Bob, it's good to get acquainted with you. It's a joy to be here. Looking forward to getting acquainted with your ministry and and your audience. Amen. Praise God. Gary, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Gary Lawrence? Well, I'm a child of the living God, Bob. I got saved when I was 20 and a half years old and uh, lived a pretty wild lifestyle as a young man and then surrendered to the ministry about a year later. And uh, So anyway, my wife, Sylvia, and I, we met in Bible college down Springfield, Missouri. And uh, we met and uh, we dated for about three months and got married in our fourth month after we met each other. Amen. And uh, then we were missionaries to Canada and uh, we started a church in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and then Kamloops, British Columbia. And then we have uh, we have private schools in both of those cities and then we uh, Christian schools. And then we uh, helped start seven more schools and five more churches Amen. in the 14 years we were there. So we saw a lot of people get saved, Bob. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. You know, I heard that you are discussing the survivor and the escaper. Can you share this information for our audience and what that means? Yeah, absolutely, Bob. Uh, You know, as I said just a few minutes ago, my wife and I hardly knew each other. Uh, We'd only been dating for about three months. We got married in our fourth month of of meeting in college. And uh, I never did ask Sylvia to marry me. Uh, we were on a, a date, and I said, you know, Sylvia, I think it's time that we get married. I never proposed to her, and she <laughs> looked at me. She said, well, if you think so, I guess so. That's how <laughs> passive she was. And uh, so uh, when I began to get into the scriptures and understand different things that impacted us as believers, I began to understand that uh, there's a certain thing called the generational pass down. 
And so by the time we're eight years old, 80% of our emotional patterns are formed. Mm. By the time we're 18, 100% of our self-image is formed. And so we all, every one of us, Bob, uh, there's no exception. We all go through our adult lives with the emotional patterns that we had when we were a child. Uh, I counseled a fellow. He was 80 years old. He was a retired medical doctor. And when he heard that, by the time you're eight years old, 80% of your emotional patterns are formed. And by the time you're 18, 100% of your self-image is formed. Mm -hmm. He looked at me and said, well, Dr. G, what you're telling me is I'm an 80-year-old, eight-year-old. <laughs> and I said, that's right, Doc. And his wife leaned over and patted him on the leg and said, see, sweetheart, I told you, you act like a little boy. <laughs> and, and so uh, anyway, Sylvia, uh, she was raised in a very strict Baptist home. Man, they were in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, uh, all the prayer meetings and everything. But from ages 7 to 12, she was being sexually abused by her father. Mm. Her mother was a very abusive, narcissistic personality. She beat Sylvia so bad one time that she literally couldn't walk. She had to crawl and hide in a closet because the women were coming over for ladies' fellowship from the church. Mm. Well, uh, Sylvia handled her rejection by escaping. She would literally hide under the stairs in the basement to get away from her mother. Uh, she was never able to express her emotions. Uh, so she became an escaper. Now, I, on the other hand, I was the fourth of four children. And my father believed my mother got pregnant by another man. So I was the unwanted child. Mm. Well, to gain his acceptance, I would reject my mother, who was overprotective. And that didn't work because he still rejected me. So I became the survivor. I will survive. I fought back. Uh, he was physically abusive to me. And finally, at the age of 16, that's when I decided I'd had enough and I'm going to physically fight back. Well, when I began to understand a lot of the scriptural principles in my book, Rejection Junkies, that's when I began to understand the escaper and the survivor always get attracted in marriage. It's real simple. It's like this. In every marriage, there's a parent and there's a child. It has nothing to do with gender. Okay, so the escaper, which Sylvia was the escaper, uh, they, they lose two things in their childhood. They lose their voice and their choice. They're never allowed to make decisions for themselves, and they're never allowed to express their emotions or their feelings. So when Sylvia met me in college, because I'm the dominant personality, unwittingly, without knowing it, she literally married her mother's personality. You see, because she needs someone to keep making decisions for her. She needs someone to keep dominating her. And I need someone to dominate. Mm. And so there we are, the escaper and the survivor. Does that help you understand that? Yeah. Amen. And that, that kind of goes along with, you know, the saying you hear about opposites attract, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and uh, so here I was. I was in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I uh, started the Winnipeg Baptist Temple. I uh, didn't know a person there, and I, that was 1971. And I just started knocking doors, winning people to the Lord. In six months, we had 170 in our congregation. And Amen. in three years, we uh, bought five acres of land and built a 450-seat auditorium. And then we built an educational facility for our Christian school for 20, 125 students. Amen. So the ministry was just growing, just 
we had a weekly television program and uh, a daily radio outreach. So a lot of people were getting saved. But guess what? My marriage was falling apart, Bob. Okay. Sylvia had finally decided the best thing to do and the best way to handle this was for her to leave me, for her to withdraw again, for her to escape again. So because we still didn't know a lot of the scriptural principles we teach now, we were just feeding each other's rejection. Okay. I was forcing her to escape. She was forcing me to survive. And so anyway, I asked her, I said, honey, if you don't leave me, I promise you I will find what in the world is going on with you and I. We didn't get married to get divorced. God brought us together. And so she said she wouldn't leave me. And I got into the word of God, Bob, and I found what I believe is the underlying cause of all divorces. And I mean all divorces among Christian people. Uh, you know, Bob, I could never understand if being a Christian was so wonderful, why was I so miserable? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of Christians who are depressed. A lot of Christians who have anger issues. Mm -hmm. A lot of Christians that live in fear and worry and anxiety. Well, in Hebrews chapter 12, the Bible says, look diligently, lest any man misses out on the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. Mm -hmm. Now stop and think about that. You got to look very closely, lest any root of bitterness spring it up, trouble you, and many be defiled. Okay. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> bitterness, Bob, is not a uh, it's not a happy word. Okay. Uh, it's not a word that people want to embrace. Right. Uh, it, it's a word that scares people. Okay. And I remember Sylvia saying, Well, I'm not bitter. And I said, Honey, when your father sexually abused you, he wounded your spirit. And when you have a very wounded spirit, now bitterness shows itself in different ways. Her bitterness was one of inward resentment. Her bitterness is one of a wounded spirit. Okay. Her bitterness was a spirit of fear, a spirit of anxiety, a spirit of betrayal. And so because her bitterness was inward, she acted hers by withdrawing. My bitterness was outward. And you see how you just keep feeding each other back and forth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, sorry. Go ahead, Bob. So that explains that saying that you had about opposites attract, then attack, then retract. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, stop stop looking at your own marriage. I'm sure that one of you is more dominant than the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my father, growing up, my father was an alcoholic for all of yeah. my childhood. Uh, sure. He married four times. Um, my mother died. My mother died in childbirth for my brother when I was 18 months old. But he remarried, divorced three more times after that. He was in wow. and out of prison most of his life. Now he did quit drinking. He was a big alcoholic. He did quit yeah. drinking after I had left home and joined the military, and sure. he stayed sober the rest of his life. But I remember one night when I was young, I promised myself that I would never be arrested, never get a divorce, and never become an alcoholic. But just six years after I left home, I was arguing with my wife in public and I was arrested for being drunk and disorderly. And when they slammed <laughs> that cell door closed while waiting for my unit commander to come pick me up, I realized I had failed in all three counts. Now, you know, thank you, Jesus. We worked it all out. I've been married now to the same woman, praise God, for 45 years. Quit drinking 10 years after that 
happened and have been sober now for 31 years and have, have never been locked up again, praise God. But I can definitely relate to the survivor mentality because that was me. And my wife, as yours, she was sexually abused for a good chunk of her early life. So right. that has always been an area that both of us, we, we've had to be sensitive to, you know, but and I, and I, it's funny because I'd always refer, had, uh, referred to myself as a survivor, but I never realized that was a symptom of something deeper, but that's what you're right. saying here, correct? Oh, absolutely. 100%. And may I help you? May I ask you to entertain the idea that you really didn't fail just because you got drunk and arrested and put in jail. What you did is you fulfilled what you had focused on that. You said, I won't be, you focused on for so many years for so long that you manifested exactly what you said you wouldn't do. Mm. You succeeded in creating <laughs> those problems. <laughs> oh, I, did. I succeeded at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's called the emotional focus. Okay. What you focus on is what you become. Just for an example, I said, I'll never be like my dad. I hated my dad. He was so abusive. Well, guess who I became like? Mm. And if it wasn't for the fact that God saved me through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit came to dwell in my soul, mm. in my spirit, there would have never been any change. I would have continued to live out that manifestation yeah. of what I said I would never be. Yeah, yeah. It happens to everybody, Bob. Yeah. And it's 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 also a generational pass down issue. Okay. I look at my grandfather and my grandmother of my dad, my dad's parents. They were severe alcoholics. All they did was argue and fight and physically hurt each other. So my dad was raised in that kind of environment. Guess what he brought into our family? Drunkenness, uh, uh adultery. Uh, all kinds of uh, hostilities and physical damage. Yeah. And so it's a generational pass down. Now, uh, that's a scriptural principle. Everybody in our audience that we're talking to today, Bob, has been impacted in some way, somehow, on some level by the generational pass down. Okay. In the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses five and six, it says, God is a jealous God visiting the iniquities of fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, but showing mercy under the thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Yeah. And now is God saying he's going to punish the innocent for the sins of the guilty? No, not at all. What he is saying is the same love, mercy, and compassion that he has for the guilty, the father's, He's willing to give to the children under the third and fourth generation. Mm. And thank God for that, huh? Yeah, amen, amen. I, I know in your book, Rejection Junkie, you discuss emotional surgery. Is that what you're yeah. talking about here? Yeah. Now, well, that's part of it, okay? Uh, when I say emotional surgery, uh, I believe that man is a trichotomy. Uh, God made us in his image. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Okay. So man's a triunity. We are a body, a soul, and a spirit. Well, on the spirit side, if we've accepted Jesus Christ, we are perfect in Christ. We are complete in Christ. So we don't have spiritual problems. What we have is mental and emotional conflict in the soul. The soul is the residence of our mind. That's what we know to be true. Uh, the soul is the residence of our emotions. That's what we feel to be true. Uh, the soul is the residence of our will. 
That's our ability to respond to life's circumstances. Now, here's an example. I know God loves me, but I don't feel like God loves me. I know I'm a good husband. I don't feel like I'm a good husband. I know I can do it, but I don't feel like I can do it. Well, when what you know and how you feel collide, it damages your ability to respond to life's circumstances. Mm. So instead of having peace and joy and and love and, and, and patience, you live a life of anxiety, fear, insecurity, uh, feelings of uh, inadequacy, sexual conflict, and so on and so on. So what I do when someone comes to me for coaching, I help them identify the underlying problem. And then I help them isolate. I don't treat symptoms. And then I position them to eliminate the underlying problem through what I call the emotional surgery. Mm. <clears throat> now, that emotional surgery is, well, it's kind of hard to describe uh, on the air. It's kind of like getting a haircut over the telephone, okay? <laughs> uh, and it's, it's quite uh, elaborate. But I literally position my clients to, for once and all in their life, to eliminate the underlying conflict in their mind and their emotions by teaching spiritual truth from the word of God yeah. in, in a practical way. I don't tell them just pray about it. I don't tell them get right with God. If they're saved, they're already right with God. They just don't act like it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So I know, you know, you've been talking about the triune spirit, spirit, soul, and body. Right. We, we know that our man Spirit man is born again, forgiven, etc. We know we need to keep our bodies under subjection, right? But you're saying that the soul of man, our mind, our will, and our emotions is the source of our problems, right? One hundred percent, Bob. So how explain? I'm guessing that's where you got the term rejection junkie from. Well, that's a term that I I gave it. Uh, I was unconsciously addicted to recreating rejection from my childhood. Okay. Every human being has that same addiction. Okay. And when I began to understand that rejection patterns are addictive, uh, they're just like any kind of a drug or alcohol. You unconsciously become addicted to it, thinking you know what you're doing, but you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it just seems like that as you go through different phases of your adulthood, those rejection patterns become more um, uh, implicated in your life and applied in all your relationships. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so uh, uh, many times you see people in church; they're always getting right with God. They're always yeah. reconfessing sins. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they walk that aisle so many times to wear the carpet out. They don't understand that they are complete in Christ. God has forgiven them of all their sin. Mm -hmm. They don't need to keep dragging up the sins. God's already aware of it, okay? Yeah. That's why he gave his son to die for us. Okay, we're complete in Christ. There's nothing that can be added. But because of the emotional rejection patterns of that childhood, they will continue to reinforce uh, their insecurities and their inferiorities in all their relationships. Yeah. Amen. Okay? Uh, you know, I say it like this, Bob, the reason most Christians have a poor self image is because they believe what other people say about them. Mm. They're always trying to tap dance on the tabletop of other people's lives to gain acceptance when they've been 100% accepted by the Lord. Amen. Yeah. That's so true. That's so yeah. true. So, 
the rejection junkie is symptomatic then of seeking rejection because oh, that's absolutely what we're used to that's what we're used to that's what you're accustomed to right wow. exactly wow. wow yeah and so and, and oh, go ahead well you go ahead bob oh, i was gonna say so that's what you're relating to the generational pass down yes we've been rejected so we continue to seek rejection and that's all you know now stop and think yeah. about it. Yeah. By the yeah. time you're eight years old, 80% of your emotional patterns are formed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I remember my dad saying, you're never going to amount to anything. Well, guess what? I grew up believing. Yeah. I'm never going to amount to anything. Amen. And after I got saved <laughs> and I surrendered to the ministry, it was an interesting Sunday. My dad happened to be in that church. He came to visit my sister and her husband. <laughs> and that was the morning I surrendered to the ministry. And he came by and he literally said, well, I hope this works out for you. Nothing else has. Mm. See, he's just reinforcing again. I'll never amount to anything. Yeah. But there was a major difference. My heavenly father knew more than my earthly father. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Not my heavenly father had plans for me that my earthly father knew nothing of. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Amen. And so because of the Holy Spirit being complete in my spirit, okay, I was able to start focusing on learning how to get free mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a statement. Now, this is hard to accept for a lot of people, but I would say probably 85 to 95% of all born-again believers live in mental and emotional bondage. Oh, yeah. And they continue to recycle and recreate the rejection patterns of their early childhood. Yeah, amen. Okay? No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, that's so true. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this interview. We've been talking with Freedom Coach and Certified Life Coach Dr. Gary Lawrence about his great book, Rejection Junkies. Now, I've learned some new things in this interview. I believe you have too. Amen? What you need to do now is drop down to the show notes and order your own copy of Dr. G's book, Rejection Junkies. Amen? Matter of fact, get two or three and pass them around to someone you know who would get something from this information too. Glory to God. Be sure to visit Dr. G's website at the link provided as well. Amen. And absolutely be sure to come back in the very next episode for the conclusion of this discussion with Dr. G. Well, that's all the time we have for today. For Dr. Gary Lawrence myself, this is Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like 
never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.